Once you live in the 716, Buffalo sports is ingrained in your soul. No matter where you are, we always remember the roots that helped us grow. Don't let where you live or the people around you stop you from showing your Buffalo pride. Join us Buffalonians as we talk all things sports in the 716 on the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Circles the way, like the Buffalo Bills. I'm your host, Nick English, alongside my co-host, Andrew Ogwich. No matter where we are, no matter the heartbreak, we will always remain Buffalo Loyal. This is the Buffalo Loyal Podcast, coming to you live on a Thursday night, following the NHL draft the last couple of days. A lot of things to dive into, both Bills and Sabres-wise, over the last week and a half or so. Um, But it's hard not to start with the Buffalo Sabres because the last two days have kind of been um, a whirlwind in uh, Sabre land, even the last three um, with the NHL awards and whatnot. Um, But before we kind of start into that and then talk about the Bills at the end of the show with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean getting some extensions, uh, first, let's welcome in, as always, Mr. Andrew Ogwich. How are we doing today, Ogie? I'm doing good, Nick. Thanks. We're uh, we're getting closer to football. We're getting closer to hockey. And um, right, Sabres have some time now to play in the spotlight a little bit as, uh, you know, Bills await training camp to start. So, um, you know, it's fun to talk about the Sabres, right? There's a lot to be optimistic about, a lot to be excited about, especially coming off this draft. Um Right, which I know we'll uh, we'll dive into right now. So uh, I'm very happy with what I saw, what they did. Um, it's uh, it looks like Twitter is pretty happy too, which is always nice, right? Uh, you always want Twitter on your side for uh, your mental health, but also kind of a indication of what your team's doing. So yeah, feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's been it's been a great last three days, as I mentioned for the Sabers. We had. You know, Owen Power being kind of in the limelight for the NHL awards was a bit surprised that he finished in third place behind Stuart Skinner. But um, the fact that he's up there, you know, getting some recognition for a team that didn't make the playoffs, but obviously people seeing the impact he had only as a rookie, only going to get better, um, I think was great to see. NHL schedule came out. Uh, Sabres have, I think, a pretty favorable schedule. There's a lot of great games. Opening at home on a Thursday night against the New York Rangers um, is going to be an awesome atmosphere. We played a bunch of really just awesome games against them last year. And then, you know, five of your first six games, you're getting Tampa in there as well. Um, And then to close the season, you're in Florida and in Tampa. Um, It's going to be a great uh, season. I, you know, we hope for the Sabres and um, yeah. And then the last couple days, the draft, um, you know, rounds two through seven today, obviously last night getting Zach Benson with our first round pick really felt like a steal, a player that kind of similar to Savoy it felt like last year where people thought he should have went a lot higher based on his talent, but maybe fell a little bit just because of people getting scared off with the size a little bit. And it finally kind of feels like Kevin Adams doesn't really care about the size of the last few drafts. He just wants to go out there and get impactful players. You're talking about a guy who played with Matt Savoy, um, you know, on his line pretty much the last couple of seasons. So adding a kid of that caliber into your lineup and just what he's been able to do 
um, the last few years um, at that level, um, putting him in some of the most elite company that you can, you know, have your name with when you're specifically talking about uh, Connor Bedard and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um, so the stat for, excuse me, uh, for Benson is in the last 25 years, uh, there's only been two players, you know, in the same statistical category as him um, as far as scoring and point-wise. So over the last 25 years at U18 in the WHL, Connor Bedard, 271 points. The next closest behind him is Zach Benson at 181. And then third behind him is Ryan Nugent Hopkins at 177. So you're getting like a world-class like player at 13. Is that good? Overall. Yeah. <laughs> 13 overall. He already obviously has chemistry with Matt Savoy. So you're talking in a couple of years, these two could be linking back up, playing on the Sabres. Yeah. You have Peyton Krebs, awesome video, you know, calling and congratulating him because they know each other from playing together um, in the WHL for a little bit and knowing each other. I believe Krebs said it like the U15 level. So bringing some guys with some familiarity to the organization, um, getting Benson at 13. And then in the second round, uh, being able to get Wahlberg, who Kevin Adams talked about, they were trying to pretty much from pick 21 on trying to trade up similar to Yuri Kulich last year. And it just so happened that he was able to fall to them. So um, being able to get that, getting some more depth defensively, getting a hometown kid, and Gavin McCarthy um, playing from um, he's from Clarence, getting him in the third round um, and then getting a steal. Again, it seems like Buffalo just loves loading up at goaltender um, in the fifth round. Scott Ratliff, who was awesome for uh, Seattle during their playoff run and, you know, helping them. I think the Sabres just continued to add to their depth. It was kind of interesting to see what they were going to do. We had a feeling, you know, are they going to try to move some of these picks and, bring in some more win now guys. Um, and I think we've kind of seen the end so far of, you know, phase one of what Kevin Adams is trying to do. You, he had to nail the Eichel trade. I think he did that, you know, getting Austin, the first rounder tuck and Krebs um, and then Greenway with the other pick we got from Vegas. I think he nailed that. Then you go into re, you know, getting the pipeline back built up. I think it's pretty hard to argue that the Sabres don't have a top three to five prospect pool after today's draft um, going forward. Just the amount of skill between Coolidge, Savoy, um, the guys now that they drafted today, and Benson. Um, you still have um, Noah Oslin, Isak Rosen, um, you know, even Lucas Rusek, who did sign another two-year deal. He played a little bit for us last year. Um, you know, Ryan Johnson, who they signed at the end of the year. So they're loaded. It kind of seems like they're transitioning into maybe phase two of, hey, let's start making the playoffs consistently and then let's go from there. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's very hard to keep every single one of these guys because you have to pay them all. Um, but it's a good problem for Buffalo to have. I think they still obviously need to get that second D partner for Owen Power. Brett Pesci's name continues to get thrown around for Buffalo. Um, but the big news today was obviously Jack Quinn going to be out for four to six months. Seems like it's more towards the six months. Uh, had an Achilles tendon injury during a workout. He had successful surgery today. Probably not going to return until the back half of December. 
What does that do going forward for this team? Does that change their plans of it looked like they're reportedly going to move Victor Olofsson? Does that mean we're going to keep him and maybe give him another chance, trade him once Quinn comes back? Does that give Kulich or Savoy another opportunity? Is there another free agent out there? Um, just all sorts of things um, that are happening right now for the Sabres, but um, it honestly seems like a lot of good problems to have if you're Kevin Adams this upcoming offseason. Yeah, definitely. And we started to see this uh, from Kevin Adams when it came to the Jack trade, right? Like he is very specific. He's very mindful about what he wants for his team, right? He's very calculated. He's very cerebral when it comes to this roster, this organization, and how he wants to fill it. And I'm not saying other GMs aren't, but Kevin Adams, I think, is very – very careful with how he spends his assets, right? You talked about it um, last year, right? Tried to trade up, didn't happen. The player you wanted fell to him. Happened again this year, right? So I think it's a lot of patience mixed with luck that is helping Kevin Adams build not just a good roster and a good team, um, but filling the franchise from top to bottom with really solid prospects that are catching eyes and catching attention around the league. This Kevin Adams is building a dynasty in Buffalo, right? Three to five years from now, this team is going to be jam pack filled with incredible talent, top class talent from around the world. Um, And it's all credits to Kevin Adams being patient and really the, the scouting team too. Right. I mean, with Benson, no one thought he was going to be there, right. For the, or, you know, everyone's saying he's top talent, you know, shouldn't fall that late is an early round. Um, and for Kevin Adams to just be patient and know that, again, throwing a little bit of luck to get your guy there, steal of the draft, everyone's saying. Um, again, with Anton Wahlberg, just know that, hey, this is the guy I want. I'm trying to get up for him. It's not happening. You get lucky, he falls to you. So knowing who you want, knowing how you want to fill this roster and fill this franchise, um, the right way is huge and it's uh, it's going to pay off dividends uh for them so we'll see how how the next couple of years go but i am a little concerned i'm a little worried that they still are not like you said uh like you mentioned Nick, they're not addressing another defenseman they're not addressing a veteran goaltender i do not want to go into the season with upl and levi that's not going to get you to the playoffs. Nothing against those two goaltenders, but I just I don't think that is the correct matchup, the the correct you know fill of that depth chart for a playoff caliber team. You need someone with experience. You need someone who has kind of that veteran ability to come in and help if Levi or UPL have a downstretch. Right. Like you can't just go with those two young guys. Uh, and he hasn't addressed that yet. I was hoping, right, he'd be able to turn those, the two picks in the second round into a veteran player, whether it was a defenseman, whether it was a, a goaltender or someone else. That didn't happen. Granted, right, the guy he wanted was still on the board and he was able to get that. Um, so understandable there. But let's hope that doesn't come back to bite him in the butt. Um, this, this season coming up is 
playoffs or bust, in my opinion. They have to make the playoffs. No more, hey, we're so close. Oh, my God. You know, they're not a dumpster fire anymore. It's okay. This is exciting. Like, now, all right, you've got the players. You're stacking the roster. You're stacking the organization. It's time to take that next step. Like, it is time. Let's end this drought. Let's get over that hump, and let's keep moving forward towards the ultimate goal of a championship. It has to start with a playoff run this season. I'm not saying this roster can't do that. It absolutely can, but a lot of teams around you are getting very good and are starting to match the um, kind of level of additions that you are making. New Jersey is going to be a fierce competitor again and again. You've got these teams around you, um, that are just stacking up just like you are. So I just, I think, I think you can't let this window close on you. You've got the right players. You've got the right um, lines. You just, you're missing one or two pieces and it could have been addressed this, you know, during the draft with these picks, it wasn't, we'll see what Kevin Adams has up his sleeve. Um, but that does worry me a little bit um, that he has not addressed those spots yet. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they know something we don't uh, about who they have in the organization organization currently, but I just, I would like to see a couple signings before, um, you know, we get too far into the summer and, you know, guys start to sign elsewhere and um, it, it becomes too late for them. Uh, they, you're so close, right, to making a run, to getting back to um, you're winning ways like you were back in the, you know, early two thousands. Um, you know, I, I don't fall asleep. Don't roll over because you're loading up on young talent. And you're like, Hey, we're good. We're stacked for years. We're fine. Right. Like, yes, that's awesome. You've done an incredible job of doing that, but you got to win all. You also got to win. Now you also have games that are going to be played in a few months, right? You want to win those. You have to win those. Uh, there's playoffs to be played now. Three to five years are going to be there no matter what. Those players are going to play no matter what. That's awesome. But we got to remember that there are there is a season coming, and you got to make sure you can win now. That's important. You've built so much momentum the past couple of years um, with everything. Don't give up on it now, right? Like, Don't take your foot off the pedal uh, and go back into kind of build mode and wait for these guys to develop in Rochester or wherever else, right? Like, push for now you have a season to play coming make sure you are in the best position to win right now yeah i mean there's no reason that this team can't be what new jersey was last year jumping off the board getting into the second round of the playoffs and you know putting up a good fight you know to just probably a superior team it seems like they're kind of in the mix for hellebox so they were able to get a player like that New Jersey jumps right to the front of the line as a potential stanley cup team especially after their days re-signed Timo Meyer as well. Um, you know, this Quinn injury brings a lot of question marks about what they're going to do forward-wise. Does this mean that Casey Middlestack gets another chance to continue to play on the top two lines, whether that's with Tuck and Skinner like he did a little bit next last year? Maybe he jumps to play with Cousins and Paterka. Um, does it move Greenway up? What's going to happen there? And I think that injury also is something you have to kind of wonder about of, was this something that the Sabres knew about for the last couple of weeks and then it just came out? So yeah. that's why Adams is playing his cards carefully. Or is this something that came out within the last few days and, you know, he was maybe going to move a guy like Olofsson and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, I got to kind of sit here, reevaluate. Um, but 
you know, we're still just getting into free agency and whatnot coming up. So if another week or two goes by and it's still not addressed and guys are getting moved left and right, I mean, we're already starting to see some of the trades happen. You saw Riley Smith get moved and uh, Vegas re-sign Buchnevich. And, um, you know, you see Tampa Bay unloading Ross Colton um, and some of these other teams just jumping on, uh, you know, those type of teams that are strapped against the cap can, you know, Buffalo be a team that takes advantage like, you know, Philadelphia is reportedly maybe going to be trading Tony D'Angelo back to um, Carolina. And if that happens, you know, Brett Pesci makes a ton of sense for Buffalo, but, or is he waiting on the whale play? Is Eric Carlson actually a guy that, you know, Mike Greer obviously has a relationship with the Sabres and he's already talked about willing to retain salary, but do you want to, you know, as elite of a player as Carlson in is, he would automatically make Buffalo better. Do you want to be paying a guy of that age, that type of money going forward? Um, but yeah, like you said, Andrew, you know, we have to shore up the defense core, not only because we need another partner for Owen Power, but we've seen Matias Samuelson and Darlene, you know, get banged up a little bit the last couple of years. And you can't be, you know, relying on, you know, Henry Oki Haru to play 25 minutes or if one of those guys goes down, you know, all of a sudden Labushkin or if Ryan Johnson makes his team throwing him out there for 25 minutes, you want to be able to have the depth where if you acquire a guy like Brett Pesci, okay, if he goes down or Samuelson goes down, well, now Hokey Art, excuse me, Yoki Haru can jump from that third pair to play some second line minutes for a little bit and you'll be okay. But you have to address that now. And yeah, goaltending, you know, he's he, they've said over and over that, they're going to be okay with the goalies they have to run it back. Uh, I think that's total smoke screen. I don't believe a word he's saying when he says that. I think he knows that. I don't think Kevin Adams is dumb, um, but you have to wonder when they knew about the Quinn injury and if that's kind of affecting what they're doing right now to start making some moves. Which is fine. I, I totally understand that. I you know that makes sense. But it's just it's frustrating when you're you're watching. Um, you know, I mean, they've been loading up on young prospects for a couple of years now. I There's not much more room left in Rochester, in your farm teams, in your system to add any more hotshot guys. There's there's not going to be room on a roster for all of these hotshot guys. You need help now to get you over that hump. You've got the money to do it. You're building back your pedigree and your reputation to do that. You know, free agents are not going to be afraid to come to Buffalo anymore. Uh, if they are, they've been living under a rock and they don't know what they're talking about, right? Like now is the time. I just don't want to see them get stuck in that trap of, hey, we're set for the next few years. Let's just write it out till all these guys are ready and then we'll we'll attack it. It's attack now. You've got the time. You've got the money. You've got the space on your roster now to make it happen. Like do it. Don't sit idle and let these guys go elsewhere and let your competitors get better around you, uh, right? And then you shoot yourself in the foot. So when three to five years comes down the line, it's way more difficult to make a splash because everyone else is kind of caught up while you were waiting uh, to, to make a move or, or waiting for your time. Yeah, and uh, actually, just as you were talking, uh, David Pagnata from the fourth period, he's kind of one of the good follows on Twitter if you don't he's a you know one of the good trade rumor guys in terms of Brett Pesci it said that reportedly Carolina is going to sign or trade him Ugh. by July 1 oh so, or trade okay 
So I it seems like gonna, I thought, right. nope, he's gonna be. It seems like there's gonna be some talks in the next few days to get that done or moved. Um, well, and it says he's going into last year of his deal and has a 15 team no trade list. So we'll see who's on that. Um, he says some chatter Nashville, Vancouver, and Toronto are among those who poked around him. Uh, Vancouver, I don't know why he would ever want to go there. They're dumpster fire right now. Toronto doesn't seem like they have a ton of money. They still have some guys they need to resign. Uh, Nashville would maybe make some sense. They just moved um, a big piece to Colorado. But, you know, it was mentioned before Buffalo poked around about him. It'll just be interesting to see if he's, you know, on that list of what and whatnot. Um, but we'll, we'll, I think it's going to heat up here in the next coming days of, you know, Kevin Adams um, making some moves. And I think by next week when, you hear from us again if moves still haven't been made. I think there's uh, definitely a little bit of panic that needs to be had. Um, like you said, I don't think that it's improbable that they can make the playoffs running it back with the roster they have, but um, it no. seems un- unmore likely than not that they could miss again if they do. Well, and also, I mean, there's been rumors of Olafson being shopped around and, you know, trade bait. Why he had he doesn't outside of Sabres Twitter, he doesn't have that bad of a reputation in the league, right? He's a goal scorer, he's a solid, you know, third line player for you, second line if your team, you know, is bad enough. Yeah, first, <laughs> right? he's like, a first power play guy that's just gonna yeah, light it up. And yeah, you know. there's some value there. Use that. That's why, like, I, that's why I was so disappointed with them using both second round draft picks because Olafson, Olafson, and one of those seconds could have been a really nice return for you right you could have gotten a really good player to come in and help put this roster over the top help mentor some of these younger players and kind of keep the momentum going um again nothing against the guys they drafted i'm excited to kind of see what they can do but it just you know hindsight of of course is 2020 no matter how you know what happens but it's just man you could have gotten something really not a really nice return for Olafson and one of those seconds. Um, but what do I know? I'm an idiot talking to a microphone um, and, you know, not a GM. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll have to like, I mean, Tyler Toffoli, you look at a guy like that. He just got moved for a third round pick. It's these guys on these one year deals. It's sometimes hard to get great value, even though Olafson's younger Toffoli's is obviously the better player. But, you know, Olsen's cap hit, like you just said, you throw a second rounder that you have on top of that, feel like you should be able to get something back um, and, rel- you know, relatively good. But we'll wait and see next week what, you know, Kevin Adams has up his sleeve and um, what goes on there. But Buffalo Bills made a move of their own last week or, you know, the last time we talked, we talked about how pending on what happens this season – you know, Sean McDermott could, you know, the seat could get a little warmer. Well, uh, pretty much immediately after that, the seat got freezing cold because they announced the extension of both McDermott and Brandon Bean um, through 2027. And it's uh, it drew some eyes from a lot of people, um, especially with it seemed a little bit of turmoil at one Bill's drive with Stefan Diggs and everything. Granted, you know, these two guys have brought the most stability this organization has seen in a very, very long time. I don't think anyone's arguing that. I don't think anyone's dismissing what they mean to this organization or that either of them isn't elite or really good at what they do. If you pulled 
a bunch of NFL fans, I would say a majority of them would tell you McDermott is a top 10 coach and Brandon Meehan's a top 7, 8 GM in the league. I firmly believe that. It just kind of makes you wonder, this is a team that's come up short the last few years in the playoffs. Seems like there's a little bit of accountability issues. Brandon Bean hasn't necessarily nailed his last couple of drafts. Um, And when you're talking about a Super Bowl team, the fact that, you know, you haven't gotten to an AFC championship since, you know, three years ago, you start to draw some questions why you're extending guys for other reasons than just wanting continuity, Um, especially when they were already, I believe, signed through like 2025, um, I believe was their last extension. So, um, you know, going through and reading some of the comments, a lot of people weren't super happy. Um, I was kind of indifferent, you know, I obviously love stability. I think when you have guys there for a long time, especially when you're winning, I think it's good, but, um, I'd be lying if I didn't have a little bit of pause of why you're doing the extension now, um, when you still have a few years left to see if they can get you over that hump, um, and get you to the promised land that we've been wanting for the last two years, especially. Yeah, I, I really like Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. I, I really do. The, what they've done for this organization, how they've turned things around, um, just who they are, how they fit into the city when with the fans is incredible. And I really don't want to turn into a guy that hates the coach and, and hates the GM. That's just, it is a sad, pathetic life to live, and I don't want to do it. But I'm at the point, right, to your point, Nick, like, man, come on, like something has to give, right? Like the, the antics and the clapping and the, um, just the, the rah, rah stuff is starting to get old when you keep falling short, right? Like it's, I don't think process. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, I'll be the first to say like, I love that stuff, but like, it's getting old. I've got to trust the process flag hanging up. I've got to find a way flag hanging up. Shit. I got find a way tattooed on my body. I get it. I love it. But also it's like that is only getting you so far, right? Like, and I don't, I don't think it's the roster. It is an incredibly talented roster. I think they're being held back. Um, so look, I'm happy that they're staying here until 2027. I'm fine with it. I am a continuity slut. I love it. I think it speaks way more. It's way more important than talent or hot names or whatever. I think it's super important that you have that. But it's just, I don't know if I would have done it now or for that long, right? Like, I think I would have waited till the end of the season or see how the first half of the season goes to do that. Um, Because, right, like, Sean, this is a huge season for Sean. Um, And I think you needed that pressure. You needed that kind of unknown of, "Mm, am I going to get an extension? Am I not? Um as like a motivating factor for him throughout the season to make sure he stays at the top of his game um, and helps this team get over that hump. Um, Cause like I said, I don't think it's all on the, on the players. Um, there are some, yeah, stupid mistakes, you know, drops, whatever. Um, but a lot of it is scheme. A lot of his play calls. A lot of it is just choking, right. Fumbling the ball, um, you know, on, on the coaching side. So I'm okay with it. I wish they would have waited. Um, I'm not mad. I just, 
I think it would have been better if you had the pressure of mm, what's going to happen, uh, you know, if, if, if we don't perform well. So we'll see. I think this could, you know, is a, I don't think they're going to see it as this because of who they are, uh, kind of the integrity they have, but right. They can almost see it as like a get out of jail free card. If this season is a bust again, you're like, eh, well, I'm extended 27. We'll figure it out. Right. They'll come up with another excuse or another mantra for why it couldn't happen, whatever. So, um, it could all be a moot point if they come out and, and win the whole damn thing this year. But I just, I, I was a little disappointed on the timing of, of when the extension came in. I'm glad it happened. I just don't like the timing of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it would have been good to see Sean McDermott and Brendan Bean go through adversity. Yeah, sweat it out your a bit. backs against the wall. Let's fucking do this. Granted, like you said, if they come out winning the Super Bowl, no one get you could sign Sean McDermott, Brendan Bean through 2038, and the Bills could yeah. lose 15 straight years, and no one in Buffalo would give a single shit. Okay, some people would, but most people <laughs> would be like, we got one Super Bowl, so who gives a shit? Sure. Um, the only other thing I want to say about this to kind of close is, and I don't know if this if this is the right logic thing, but my first thought when it happened, and I want to hear your opinion on it, did it kind of feel like almost the Bills were, they had so much drama around them with the dig stuff, and obviously last year didn't end well, and this, that, and the third, it kind of almost felt like, hey, let's extend these guys to show that we have continuity and everything's fine at one Bill's drive. Like, that's the kind of, I don't think that's what, obviously, I don't think that's what really happened, but that's why I kind of felt like everything seemed to be going negative around Buffalo, and then everyone's like, let's just extend these two guys and show that we're, like, all together and we're all happy go lucky and these are our guys and we got to back them and show some face here right or wrong. That's just kind of how yeah. I felt when I saw it. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know if that's the right way to think about it, but uh, I definitely had that thought for a second of, are we really trying to like save some face here based on what's happened the last couple of weeks? Yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I mean, there's PR moves and PR thoughts and everything that a professional sports team does. Um, so I'm sure there was part of it. I don't know if it actually had the impact that they thought it would. I mean, the time a lot like of you said, that's why I kind of had that thought <laughs> yeah. too of like, there's a lot of angry people that they extended both of them that long. So if they wanted it to be a kumbaya moment of, Hey, you know, look at us. We're fine. Everything's good. We, we've got our guys for another how many years? Um, I don't. It didn't have that impact really from what I saw. So I think they missed the mark if that's what they were trying to do. Um, maybe I don't know. I just this off season has just been a headache. I'm ready to get to let's get to training camp. Let's get to the first preseason game and let's just be done with all this bullshit drama. I I have come very close to deleting Twitter multiple times this off season. It's just it's been exhausting. I mean, between uh, all the ridiculous drama in-house, the the mainstream media claiming the Bills are dead and the Dolphins and Jets have already jumped. It's just like, it's an, ugh, enough. Can we just play football already and just be done with this and, and finally see what's going to happen, right? Like, ugh, sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely gets nauseating, but... Um, hopefully Bills and Sabres give us some positive news. I mean, Pat McAfee had like a 
three minute segment today just talking about Stefan Diggs wardrobe and he was loving every second of it. So yeah. some positivity at one Bills drive today. But um yeah, super excited to see what the Sabres do. Um I thought they nailed the draft class again. Uh once again. We'll see what happens here as free agency kind of creeps in and what moves be made, you know, does Kevin Adams kind of speak about, you know, the Jack Quinn situation because the team hasn't really reported yet. It's kind of all speculative, but obviously a lot of different outlets, especially Elliot Friedman and Lance Lazowski and those guys confirming it. Team's probably just waiting to put it out until they have everything confirmed, set in stone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for uh, today. Next week, hopefully we'll have a lot more Sabres, positivity, yeah. some trades to talk about. Um, and yeah, we're inching closer and closer to a uh, Bill's training camp here um, yeah. as July is around the corner. Bison still suck. Uh, bandits are still enjoying the win. Um, a good chunk of the guys are in the PLL, but they're also playing on Team Canada. I know like Dane Smith, Dane Smith Burn. Um, Burn are on there. Connor Fields not, wasn't a, a bandit this year, but local kid was a bandit, plays for Rochester. Also on Team Canada because um, he's a dual citizen, if you didn't know that. Uh, so those the World uh, Lacrosse Championships uh, or tournament is happening now. Uh, semifinals are ha- happening tonight, Thursday night, as we record. The final game, uh, the finals is Saturday, um, Saturday evening at seven. So if you're interested, if you kind of caught the lacrosse bug uh, from the Bandits, you want to check it out. It's on ESPN. Um, so it's outdoor lacrosse. So it's not box, but it's outdoor. So. Check it out. Lots happening. A lot of Buffalo connections in that tournament for sure. Absolutely. Uh, be sure to follow us um, on socials. Uh, our link tree is in the description of both Apple and Spotify. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully with some more news. I'm going to throw out the bold prediction of either one or both of Rasmus Dali or Owen Power will have an extension done by the next time we record next week. Okay. Um, but just based on Lance Lazowski, Chad D. Dimenez, and all them on Twitter, it seems like seems like July 1 seemed like when everyone was going to try to hopefully get sides talking. And Kevin Adams also did mention he hasn't talked to Middlestats agent um, about an extension yet, but seems like that's something they might want to bring up during the season. So we'll see what happens. But lots of, po- lots of positivity, at least the last week um, in Saberland, um, and maybe some more positive stuff coming Bill's way hopefully soon. But We'll get out and get your training camp tickets if you haven't already. Unless you're one of those, I think those are gone. Yeah, I yeah. Think all don't gone. be, don't be one of those scumbags that's selling them online for hundred sixty dollars. Don't be that guy. Do not be get a. Looks like um, Benson's going to take nine, so you can repurpose those shit bag jerseys that you have. So I got one, good, so I can repurpose. Good news it. there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I also have to take the C off, but that's okay. You know manifest the captaincy for him <laughs> uh appreciate everyone for tuning in supporting as always it's been the buffalo Oil podcast buffalo's favorite sports channel these guys are good scary good what a connection allen and Diggs. no one circles the wagon like the buffalo bills